is my strength and my song. He has also become my Jesus. Therefore, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of Jesus. Can I remind somebody that Jesus is the one true living God? Can I remind somebody that Jesus is the one true God uh, who manifested himself in flesh uh, to bring us salvation? Uh, It's in Jesus that we find joy. I said it's in Jesus that we find joy. Can somebody clap your hands and can somebody shout hallelujah? Can somebody shout the name of Jesus tonight? Praise God. Amen. I could not help but to, to just share that with you tonight. Amen. Your pastor doesn't know what I'm preaching, but I've just feeling the Holy Ghost that the Lord confirmed when he read that particular passage of Scripture. Jesus is going to give us joy tonight. Turn somebody and tell them, Jesus is going to give you and me joy tonight. Amen. John chapter 16, verse number 33. Jesus says these words to his disciples, these things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world... Ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. <laughs> he said, be of good cheer. Turns the mind, tell him, be of good cheer. The reason why you can be of good cheer, he said, because I have overcome the world. One more time, can you place your Bibles, your tablets, your smartphones down, and can you put your hands together, and can somebody magnify the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus right now? Come on, somebody glorify the name of Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We glorify you, Jesus. We magnify you, Jesus. Praise God. God bless you tonight. You may be seated. Now, I just want to say at the very outset, I want to apologize at the very outset here tonight for using a carnal reference to make a spiritual point. And so if my carnal reference offends anybody, if my worldly reference offends you, I do apologize. But please understand, I'm just using it to try to make a spiritual point. Amen. Can somebody say amen? amen. You might have read about or maybe you have watched the fictional documentary called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Now, if you don't like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, I forgive you. But it's just, it just makes me smile. One reason is because I love chocolate. And so it's just like right up my alley. But there in Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, there is a song that I love when Charlie expresses disappointment to his mother about not being able to find a golden ticket, five golden tickets, to be able to go to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, have a lifetime supply of chocolates. Charlie tried to do everything, even though his family was poor. His mom was trying to do everything to make ends meet. His grandparents lived with them. They, they couldn't even get out of bed. They were just so infirm. But Charlie, on the inside, felt that he was different. And he knew that he was going to find a golden ticket, but when he could not find that golden ticket, he went to his mom and expressed his disappointment. And this, his precious mother starts to sing as Charlie walks away down and despondent and sad. And she says in the song, now don't worry, I'm not going to sing. I'm not one of those singing evangelists. I know I'm in Indiana where everybody in the, in the churches I preach in Indiana can sing, but I cannot. There would be a mass exodus. Nobody would want to show up tomorrow. 
But the mom sings to her son, Charlie, as he walks away. Cheer up, Charlie. Give me your smile. What happened to that smile I used to know? Amen. I don't have anything deep or revelatory to preach to you here tonight. But the Holy Ghost has sent me here to New Life Apostolic Church to tell somebody, cheer up. Amen. Cheer up, Charlie. Amen. If you've been baptized in Jesus' name. If you've been filled with the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost, you've got something more valuable than a golden ticket. I come to tell somebody that you've been baptized in that precious name. If you spoke in tongues when the Holy Ghost came, then you're on your way to heaven and you ought to be glad. I said you're on your way to heaven and you ought to be glad tonight. I remember as a little kid, amen, my old pastor as a little kid uh, living in San Antonio, Texas, Bishop Ellis used to sing a song, uh, I'm on my way to heaven uh, and I'm so glad. Uh, I'm on my way to heaven uh, and I'm so, so glad. Uh, I'm on my way to heaven uh, and I'm so glad this world uh, can't do me no harm. Can I tell somebody that the day that you walk down to an altar, that you put your faith in Jesus Christ uh, and you ask him to forgive you the day that you were baptized uh, in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus uh, your sins were washed away uh, the day that you lifted up your hands uh, whether you were in an altar or whether you were in your altar in your home uh, and God fills you with this spirit uh, and you began to speak in tongues uh, when you were born again uh, your name was written down in the Lamb's book of life I come to tell somebody that you don't have a reason to hold your head down. It doesn't matter what happens in your life. It doesn't matter what happens in this world. If you've been baptized in that name, you ought to rejoice. If you've been filled with the Spirit of God, you ought to thank God. Somebody ought to give Him praise because you're on your way to heaven. Hey, can I remind somebody this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Come on, somebody. Amen. God has been too good to us uh, for us to be discouraged. Uh, Can somebody clap your hands? Can somebody give God praise uh, if you believe that tonight? Uh, Turn somebody and tell them, cheer up, Charlie. Amen. It's time to cheer up. Amen. I know that we're going through some difficult things in our world. I know uh, that things are shifting in the spirit. In 2019, November of 2019, I felt a shift in the spirit. uh, And the Holy Ghost impressed upon me, Pastor Gilliland, uh, that if the American church was not awakened uh, in 2020, it would be. Little did we know what was going to happen in 2020. Amen. Our world has been changed uh, forever. We went from a pandemic to pandemonium. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, things will never be the same again. Uh, we're not going back to the way things used to be. Uh, we're getting closer to the coming of the Lord. Uh, amen. As we get closer to the coming of the Lord, uh, the devil's going to continue to fight. Uh, and he's going to try to fight you as hard as he can. Uh, but somebody's got to understand uh, that Gabriel's about to blow the trumpet. Uh, amen. It's a about to happen. Amen. Sometime, amen, it's going to come to pass. The rapture of the church is going to take place and we're going to be reminded on that day that this world is not our home. Can I tell somebody that when you are raptured, uh, you're not going to go up crying. uh, You're not going to go up moping. uh, You're not going to go up complaining, uh, but you're going to go up rejoicing. uh, You're going to go up celebrating. Can I remind somebody that we have a song that the angels cannot sing? We ought to give God praise. I want to can somebody stand to your feet. Uh, and can you lift up your hands? Uh, can you lift up your voice? Uh, and can somebody just give God a praise here tonight? 
Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. Turn somebody and tell them, cheer up. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. you may be seated. I'm not preaching anything that, that is going to excite you tonight just based upon the eloquence of speech. But I do know the Lord has sent me here to encourage you tonight, as Jesus said, uh, to be uh, of good cheer. Now, I'm not here to tell anybody who has suffered loss recently to just override your emotions and, and fake like nothing has happened. To act like you're just happy to put on a plastic smile. That's not what I'm asking you to do here tonight. Matter of fact, the Bible instructs us to rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that do weep. Yesterday, I sent a text to a friend of mine who's a pastor in Illinois, and we had made our way up and had a long drive, and we eventually came to um, the Chicagoland area. That was my, well, I almost said something here, but uh, my little daughter wouldn't want anybody to know that yesterday was her birthday, but it was. And so, but she is a shy, shy 12-year-old. But anyhow, we were celebrating, and I got some pizza for them. And uh, my son cannot have pizza because he's allergic to dairy, so we got him some pasta. And um, it was just so good. My son, he, he was just drinking it, the, the sauce, it was so good. And um, the, the pizza was just excellent. And, and um, I sent a text to my pastor friend because he's the one that recommended that pizza. He grew up in the Chicagoland area, uh, Pastor Adam Solorio. So I sent him a text. And when he finally texted me back, he said, I will rejoice with you that you were able to have such and such pizza. If you were weak with me, that I could not. <laughs> the Bible says to rejoice with them that rejoice. And to weep with them that weep. Now, in these last 21 years, I've come to recognize that a revival church, a healthy church, a good church, a balanced church knows how to do both at the same time. Because there are some churches, all they do, all they like to do is just run the aisles and swing from the chandeliers and just duck their heads in the sand when things go wrong. They only like to rejoice. And then there are some churches that they don't want to they don't believe they've had church unless they shared at least a hundred tears and wiped out at least a couple of boxes of Kleenex. All they want to do is just cry, 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 cry. But those churches that are balanced churches and healthy churches, revival churches, they know how to rejoice with them that rejoice and they know how to weep with them that weep. They know how to do both at the same time. When somebody is going through, they're able to come alongside of them and tell them the Lord is going to help you. Amen. God's going to see you through it. I'm sorry for your loss. But at the same time, they're able to be, amen, praise the Lord and worship the Lord to remind somebody that that's how you make it through. This is how you fight your battles. Amen. This is how you come through the storm is by keep on praising God. You've got to rejoice with them that rejoice and weep with them that weep. So I'm not saying here tonight 
amen, to just go through the motions of fake, uh, like everything is okay if you've suffered loss. Uh, but I am here to remind somebody in this place, uh, no matter how painful, amen, you feel, no matter how hurt you may be in life, Jesus said uh, that in him uh, you can find peace. Uh, the apostle Paul wrote uh, that there is righteousness, peace, and joy in uh, the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. Can I tell somebody if you can just tap into the presence of God, uh, what's been moving in this place, uh, the spirit of the Lord that's been flowing in this house, uh, if you can just allow what you feel uh, and allow what you believe about God, uh, amen, to do a work in your life, uh, you will find that there is a joy, amen, that no matter what you are going through, uh, amen, that there is a peace, uh, no matter how painful your situation is, uh, I come to remind somebody here today that the Lord can touch you. Here in the verse of scripture that we read, Jesus explained to his disciples why he said what he had just said. In this chapter, he had expressed to them about the coming work of the Holy Spirit and that he was going to have to depart from them in order to send his spirit. They could not comprehend what he was telling them. They didn't know why he had to leave them. Some of them had traveled with him for almost over three years. Others of them had watched miracle after miracle transpire. One of them for sure thought that he was going to overthrow the Roman Empire. And when he realized that he was not some kind of political revolutionary, that he had come to bring salvation, he thought he had a Messiah complex and went and betrayed him. But those who heard the words that day, as Jesus expressed to them that his spirit was going to do a work in this earth, that he was going to bring conviction, that he was going to remind them of his scriptures, of his word, of the things that he had taught them, that his spirit was going to bring judgment and that his spirit, amen, was going to lead people into truth. But then when he said, I've got to go, in order for my spirit to come, somehow it did not compute. Uh, somehow they could not make sense of it all. What he was expressing to them was that he was going to leave them by way of the cross. They could not, amen, uh, 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 um, fathom to think uh, that the one who raised the dead was himself going to die. But that's when Jesus said to them, these things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Jesus wanted his disciples to know that because he was going to the cross, life was going to be different. He wanted them to know that what was about to happen in the next few days was going to totally change this world. It was going to not only change their lives, but it was going to change the world. He let them know that in the world, they would experience trials and tribulations. But in him, they could find peace and joy and overcome the world. Can I tell somebody here tonight, somebody that's watching online, that if you are a follower of Jesus Christ, you will experience tests and trials and tribulations. 
I wish I could tell you here tonight that living for Jesus is easy. I wish I could tell you here tonight that when you live for Jesus, you'll never have any heartaches, any disappointments, uh, amen, any discouragement. I wish I could tell you, amen, that, 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 that bad things only happen to bad people, but bad things do happen to good people. Just because you live for God does not mean that you are exempt. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. Yes, the blood of Jesus uh, can protect you. I believe uh, in the power of the blood. Yes, uh, the Lord can heal. I'm believing God is going to heal in this revival. I believe that what the Lord did when we were in St. Petersburg, Florida, just a few Sundays ago can happen here. I'm believing that what God did in Lansing, Michigan uh, back in early June, uh, amen, when he healed people in their body miraculously can happen right here in Kinderville, Indiana. But can I tell somebody here tonight that if the Lord does not heal you, you still should live for God. I said, if the Lord does not bless you financially, if you don't get that new, that raise on the job, if you don't get, amen, that promotion, if you don't get that new car, if you don't get that new home, you should still live for God. Can I tell somebody, amen, if you make up your mind to serve the Lord, but your husband leaves you, amen, don't you allow that to stop you from serving God, but have a made up mind, I'm going to keep on living for the Lord. I come to tell somebody, if you're going to serve God, if you're going to do anything for God, the devil's not going to like it. He's going to come against you. He's going to try to throw everything at you, but I come to tell somebody that if God be for you, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. If God be for you, who can be against you? I come to tell somebody that the devil can be against you. People can be against you. Life circumstances can be against you. But when God is for you, it does not matter who is against you. So keep on living for God. Keep on serving the Lord. Somebody is not here tonight, but you might connect online later on. And you might hear this message. Somebody, amen, let you down. Somebody offended you, but don't you get your eyes on man. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Don't you allow somebody's lie on you to to stop you from living for God. But have a made up mind. You need to come on back to the house of God. Don't let anybody stop you from going to heaven. Come on, cheer up, Charlie. Amen. God's going to turn things around. You're about to get the whole thing. You're going to get more than a golden ticket. But God's about to give you something that he will not entrust anybody else. So don't you be down or sad. But somebody understand that God's got more for you. Can somebody lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your voice? And can you glorify the name of Jesus? Can you clap your hands once again into the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus? Amen. Amen. Living for God does not exempt us from going through tests and trials. Matter of fact, the apostle Paul wrote uh, that all, can somebody say all? I went to four years of Bible college to understand that in the Greek, the word all means all. So I don't care how much Bible knowledge you have. I don't care how much you pray, how much you fast. I don't care how much you give, how long you've been in the church. Amen. The apostle Paul said all. That will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. Praise God. Amen. Somebody read down your devotion. Amen. The Holy Ghost is speaking to you, reminding you. Amen. No matter how they treat you, you just keep on serving the Lord. You just keep on living for God. It means something good is going on in your life. <laughs> the Lord considers you to be godly. Because all. That will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. That doesn't mean that the Lord can't bless you. That doesn't mean that you cannot prosper. 
Amen. I, I don't believe that we should just suffer for the Lord. And no, oh, woe is me. No, that, that's not the kind of mentality that we should have. We should not say, well, this is the cross that I have to bear. No, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, the Lord can heal you. The Lord, amen, can provide for you. The Lord can give you that new car. He can give you that new home. But it does mean that if you live for God, that everything is going to be easy. Life, amen, it's not going to be easy. Living for God is not a bed of roses. There will be thorns. The enemy will fight against you and your family. And he will use people to do it. Even people in the church life comes with challenges that we all must face. And on top of that, Bible prophecy is being fulfilled. And we are reading and witnessing turmoil in our world. Wars and rumors of wars. Amen. Civil and social unrest. But here's the good news. Jesus said in me, you can have peace. In the world, you're going to have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. He didn't even go to the cross yet when he said that. But he all, the Bible says, amen. He looked at the cross and he considered it a joy. He said, just wait. I know you're about to, I know you're sad right now, but just wait. <laughs> once I'm hung on that tree, once those nails are driven through my hands and in my feet, uh, I want you to know that the, that the party that hell is throwing uh, is going to come to a screeching halt uh, because they're going to realize they made a mistake. Uh, every drop of blood uh, is going to be used to bring redemption to you. Uh, it's going to be used to bring redemption to this world. Come on, somebody understand that in this world, yes, you're going to go through it. In this, it's not going to get better. I know we love our country, but can I remind somebody right now that even in our country, things are changing rapidly and we can try to do everything that we can to stop it, but we cannot stop Bible prophecy. But when it's all said and done, we understand that we are citizens of another country. We're not just, amen, a part of this country, but we are part of a kingdom that has no end somebody needs to be of good cheer yes in the world you're going to have tribulation but Jesus said I've already overcome the world amen he's already gone to the cross we don't have to wait any longer he already did the work at Calvary ladies and gentlemen because he overcame we can be overcomers does anybody believe that tonight somebody you need to get your mind off of the past you need to get your mind on what somebody else's decisions were amen you cannot do anything else about somebody else's decision but you can do something about your own decision amen you need to stop thinking about the past and stop looking back amen new life apostolic church you need to stop looking back and start looking forward amen what God has ahead of you is much greater than what he had in your past Can I remind somebody in this place, uh, amen, that the revival that God wants to give to this church uh, is not just in a nutshell in these three days, uh, in these three services. uh, God's got more than just these three services. Not with this, I'm not talking about this evangelist, uh, but I'm telling somebody right now that what God has for you, uh, the revival of the past has led you to the present, uh, but God's got greater revival for your future. So don't you dare, amen, look back at the past uh, and say it was better back then, amen. God's got greater things. I said God's got greater. Does anybody believe that God's got greater things? Can somebody put your hands together? Can somebody lift up your voice? And can somebody magnify the name of Jesus? Turn somebody and tell them God's got greater things for us. 
Stand with me all over this house. Amen. Can I remind somebody that the answer to the trials and tribulations, to the challenges and the chaos that you will face in your life is still found in Jesus. He said in me, you might have peace in the world, tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Amen. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, abide in me. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. But if ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, shall ask what you will. And it shall be done for you. Amen. Jesus said in me, if you just abide in me. In the world, there's going to be tribulation. But if you abide in me, you're going to be fruitful. If you abide in me, you're going to be productive. If you abide in me, you can ask what you will. Because you will be in my will. Amen. You will understand that God's will, amen, supersedes anything else. And so you will ask according to my will. And if you are in me and you abide in me, you can ask what you will. And it shall be done for you. Amen. In the, in the previous chapter, chapter 14, John wrote Jesus saying these words, If you love me, keep my commandments. As the musicians come, as the praise singers come. He said, If you love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the spirit of truth, uh, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, uh, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you, and shall be in you. And then Jesus said, I would not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Amen. It's all in Jesus. I said in the world, there's going to be tribulation. In the world, there's going to be challenges. But in him, his spirit coming to live on the inside of you will not leave you comfortless. But the spirit of God will come alongside of you to help you. Through every situation you go through. The apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. He said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. In the world, there's going to be tribulation. In the world, there's going to be tests and trials. In the world, there's going to be conflict and chaos. But if you are in Christ... It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what your mistakes are. It doesn't matter what you've done. If anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old has passed. Behold, the new has come. Oh, can somebody lift up your hands? Can somebody lift up your voice? If you are in Christ, come on, somebody be of good cheer. Somebody allow the Spirit of God, amen, to lift you up. Somebody allow the Spirit of God to encourage you right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Remain standing with me here in the scripture that we read. Jesus mentions three things that I want to leave you here tonight that you can find in him. Now, now buckle up. This is going to be, this is going to be incredible right here. This is, this is worth the whole revival. There are three things that Jesus mentioned. The first is peace. The second is joy. And the third is victory. Now, I know that sounds a little bit redundant. I've been driving that home 
throughout this message. But the truth of the matter is, is that there is a peace, the Bible says, that surpasses all understanding. There is a peace in Jesus that surpasses what you cannot understand. When my dear precious mother passed away at the age of 49, eight years that she battled breast cancer. And when I watched my mother, who was faithful to the Lord, even though her siblings all went away from God, faithfully lived for God, she taught me to believe in the miraculous. But it wasn't until she passed away that we began to see the miraculous like never before in our ministry. But I have to be honest with you, I did not understand why the Lord took my mother. Right now, I'm just five years away, removed from my mother's age when she died. But I found when she passed, there's a peace that surpasses understanding. Even though I don't understand it, even though it's complicated, even though it seems beyond reason that the Lord would take my precious mother who was faithful, yet I found that in Jesus there's a peace. In 2020, when the Lord took my evangelist mentor, evangelist Eli Hernandez, who was a prophet of God, amen, I could not understand why he could see so many wonderful miracles see so many people filled with the Holy Ghost. But yet, the Lord decided to take him. He battled the coronavirus for 45 days in a veteran hospital in Vegas. But the coronavirus did not win. The Lord saw fit to take him. But I found in that moment when I could not understand that there is a peace that surpasses understanding. Maybe there are some things that have happened in your past that you don't understand why, God, you allow this to happen. When the Lord does not give an answer, he will give you peace. Somebody needs to understand that God is too kind to be cruel. And he's too wise to make a mistake. Amen. The word of the Lord tells me that all things can work together for the good to those that love God. who are called according to his purpose. So even when you don't understand, he can give you peace. The Lord wants to give somebody that kind of peace tonight. I said the Lord wants to give somebody that kind of peace in this place tonight. Not only is there peace, but Jesus said, be of good cheer. In other words, have joy. (laughs) Smile. Cheer up, Charlie. Amen. You can have joy in Jesus. Amen. The Bible says in his presence, uh, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand, there are pleasures uh, forevermore. Not only is there righteousness, uh, and not only is there peace, uh, but there is also joy in the Holy Ghost. I come to tell somebody in this service tonight, the Lord can restore the joy of your salvation. I said the Lord can restore the joy of your salvation. Does anybody believe that? Can you clap your hands? Can somebody shout amen? But not only did Jesus said in me, there's going to be peace that you can find. In me, not only will you find joy, but he said, because I've overcome, you can overcome. Amen. Be a good cheer. I have overcome the world because, amen, he overcame on the cross. Because he overcame on the third day when he came alive again. I come to tell somebody that you can be an overcomer. Amen. The apostle John wrote in his first epistle, these words he said greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world he said again in the next chapter who is it that overcomes amen whoever is born of God overcomes the world 
And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Who is he that condemns? Amen. Can I remind somebody who is he that overcomes the world, but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God. If you have been born again, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the wonderful gift of the Holy Ghost, it's not this preacher's words, but it's the Word of God. Amen. You can be an overcomer. The Lord can give you victory if you will put your faith in Jesus Christ. And if you allow the Spirit of God to work in your life, He can give you victory. Amen. John also wrote in the book of Revelation, He reminds us of another way that you can overcome. He said, It's by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Amen. I come to tell somebody here tonight uh, that Jesus can give you victory through the power of his blood. You can uh, be an overcomer. You can be more than a conqueror. Amen. Through the love of Jesus Christ, uh, through the power of his blood, uh, and through the testimony that you have uh, of what he has done in your life. You don't have to be defeated. Uh, you don't have to be despondent. Uh, you don't have to be discouraged. But I come to tell somebody here tonight that Jesus Christ can uh, give you victory. So I come to say, be of good cheer. Amen. Because Jesus overcame, so can you. Amen. Come on, somebody. Come on, New Life Apostolic Church. It's time to cheer up. It's time to praise God. It's time to glorify the name of Jesus. If somebody is determined to leave this service tonight with joy, if somebody is determined to leave this service tonight with peace, uh, if somebody is determined to leave this service tonight in victory, I'm going to ask you to step out of your seat. Uh, I'm going to ask you to come and stand. Uh, I'm going to ask you to come and lift up your hands uh, and lift up your voice uh, and allow God to do what he does. Somebody allow the Spirit of God to work right now. Somebody step out of your seat by faith. Uh, the Bible says those that overcome, uh, amen, overcome come by faith. Uh, this is how we have victory. Even our faith. Come on somebody. Your faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, let that propel you out of your seat. Uh, let that push you down to this altar. Let that cause you to open up your mouth and praise. Uh, that says somebody in the name of Jesus. Uh, I speak peace over this congregation. Uh, I speak peace over those that are here tonight. Uh, in the name of Jesus, uh, we speak a release of joy. Let there be joy to flow in this place. Uh, let joy flow through every individual in this house. Uh, amen. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Uh, amen. Let us be strengthened by your spirit in our innermost being. Uh, let there be joy to well out the waters of salvation uh, from you, Jesus. Uh, let there be victory right now. Uh, right here. Right now, Jesus. Uh, let there be victory in this house. Come on, that's it. Hallelujah. The answer is in Jesus. He said it's in me. Do what you desire to do, Jesus. It's a struggle for survival. Come on, somebody hear it. We daily meet the foe. Yes, but the battle out there on the battlefield, and sometimes we stand alone. Yes, 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 yes. When I reach for my holy armor, come on, somebody pick it up. Take out my shield of faith. Come on, somebody get your faith up. 